0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I'm Ryan Burklow, and I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about what is a backdoor Roth.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of controversy in the news right now about this. Yeah, we'll
0: see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, so we're hoping the the value out of today's episode is, is to share. I think a lot of people have heard what a backdoor Roth is. I don't think that they know. They may know what it is. They may not know how to do it. Right, and they may not, you know, it, it might go back to what's the difference between a Roth and, and a traditional. So maybe we'll we'll start there real quick. But before we go in there, Alex, what are we drinking right now? Uh,
1: so a, a buddy of mine, uh, Fultzy, reminded me that uh, Deschutes is a really really good brewery down in Oregon, and so uh, we we picked up some some Deschutes beer, and uh, we'll, we've got a variety pack that we'll work our way through here over the next uh, few episodes. But this is Symphonic Chronic. Uh, it's an IPA obviously out of Deschutes down in Oregon uh 7.2% alcohol um, not a ton of IBUs in this just 41 yeah
0: i just took my uh my first sip here it's it's classic west coast IPA uh for sure Deschutes mm. always has a
1: unique taste to it it's just a little bit different and Always delicious.
0: Is sharper the best way to put it? Their their IPAs are always just a tad sharper than a lot of other IPAs that I've had. Yeah, I,
1: this is uh, it, this is a great beer. It's it's clean. It's crisp. It's uh, it's not overpowering. It's not going to punch you in the face. It's, it's I, I like this beer.
0: No, it's solid. Uh, so definitely try them out again. That's at a Deschutes Brewery. It's called Symphonic Chronic. Uh, and you might be able to go to the store and ch- check out the variety pack. Uh, it's on uh, limited release right now for the holidays. So check them out. All right. So let's get into the backdoor Roth. But first, before we go there, Alex, why don't we talk about what is a Roth versus maybe a traditional? And what we mean by that is either maybe Roth IRA. Let's just stick with IRAs for today.
1: Sure. Um, uh, whether it's Roth or 401k or IRA or 401k doesn't really matter. Roth is uh, it's a different tax structure. So, with Roth, what we're doing is we're using after tax dollars, so money that we've already paid taxes on, it's going into an account. The growth is deferred. And then, so long as we're pulling it out for qualified expenses, age 59 and a half retirement is one of the biggest. And that's the the design of it. Then it comes out income tax free, both on the original amount that you put in after tax dollars, but also the growth. This is, essentially the inverse of a traditional, where the traditional, we get a tax deduction against this year's current income. Again, it grows tax deferred, so that component's the same. But when we pull it out, both the original amount that we put in, plus any of the growth comes out taxed as ordinary income.
0: Yeah. And real quick, I know one of the questions we, we tend to get is, you know, should they do a Roth IRA versus, or should they do the traditional and what we'll have you consider is this, obviously every person's individual. So uh, I'll use the Alex Collins verbiage and say, it depends. Um, I'm going to buy you those by the way, for Christmas, you're getting the, of course bonus. you are. Um, but anyways, right. So we'll have you look at it this way. Where do you think taxes are going in the future? Right. So imagine 30 years from now, where will taxes be? Right. So if you've deferred the taxes, if you did the traditional route, that means you have to pay taxes on that money as you're pulling it out. Versus on the Roth, if you're age 59 and a half, right, it, it's tax-free money. So that's that's step one to consider. Step two to consider is where are you at in terms of income level today? Right. So if you're closer to retirement, you're probably at your highest income level that you'll be at in your lifetime. Right. So now you want to take that into consideration. Whereas if you're in your 30s, right, your income level, you're probably at the beginning stage of that. So do you, do we do you want to defer the taxes, knowing that you're at the beginning level of your income?
1: When I heard an interesting stat uh, the other day, Ryan, and that is is that uh, most of the time people think, oh, well, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, but the crossover point between what your income does over time as you build it and what it looks like in retirement is usually somewhere in our early to mid fifties. And I believe the specific stat mentioned 53.
0: Yeah. So, so take that into consideration. There are no blank, like a blanket statement that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. I'll just say that it's, really hard to predict that given what will tax brackets look like 30 years from now? Sure what will our, what will our income look like in 30 years? So there's a lot of what ifs in that in that in that statement. So th- th- that's some f- food for knowledge there in terms of how to choose Roth versus traditional. and we've always said this to balance, right? We're not for or against any one particular version of this is just understanding how it operates and hopefully you have flexibility
1: when you need to pull money out of these accounts. Absolutely. The balance is key and tax diversification. Like advisors talk a lot about diversification of assets. We also need to talk about and make sure that you're talking about the diversification of your taxation. Um, And Roth can be a large component of that. Typically, not always, but typically it is better to do Roth early in your career when you are at a lower income tax bracket than what your income is going to be in the future.
0: So that's our real quick five minute analysis of Roth versus traditional. So, Alex, let's talk about talk about the backdoor Roth now, right? So, direct contributions to a Roth IRA at certain income levels,
1: you can no longer do. Correct. I and mean, these levels vary whether you're married, whether you're uh, single, filing jointly, filing separately. There, there's a whole bunch of factors. We're not going to bore you with the, the numbers in, in a podcast. If you have questions, it's relatively easy to find and go look up. But a lot of people can't put money into a Roth IRA because they make too much money. And so this concept of a backdoor Roth came about, where what you're doing is you're making a contribution to a non deductible. Traditional IRA. So you're putting money into a traditional IRA and not taking the deduction on it. Uh, we highly recommend making sure that you have a separate account set up for this. Um, and then what you're doing is you're converting that non-deductible IRA into a Roth. The key, the key ingredient here,
0: obviously you want to talk to CPA around the taxation, right? So, so make sure you're doing that. But the key ingredient here is when you put money into the non-deductible IRA, as Alex said, it it stays in cash and then you move it over to the Roth side. Then you convert it to Roth, right? Because what can happen is, let's just say you put it into a non-deductible IRA and you invested it and that investment goes up. Like You decide to move it to convert or convert it to a Roth IRA a week later. But in that week, you have growth. Well, if you have growth in that in that investment, now you owe taxes on that. Now, maybe that's good or bad. That's yeah. just something to consider is that's why we suggest st- staying cash and just do an immediate conversion to make it s- simple.
1: Yeah. The, the, the mechanics are keep it in cash and, and do the conversion immediately. You can go ahead and have it invested. And whenever you convert it, whatever the growth of that money is, then becomes taxable. But whatever your basis or the original amount that you put in winds up being tax-free because you've already paid taxes on it is a non-deductible IRA. You put money in, you didn't take the tax deduction on it, and therefore you have a basis in that account. And converting that basis from traditional over to Roth is a tax-free event. Now, the biggest caveat with this is all of your traditional IRAs get lumped together. So if you've got $6,000 of non-deductible IRA and $94,000 of traditional IRA, and I use that because it makes the math really relatively easy, it's $100,000, 6% of that conversion is going to be non-deductible IRA. And the remainder is going to Appear as though it has come from the traditional IRA, regardless of what account it came from. The net result of this becomes an absolute mess because now you've got some a ninety four percent of your non uh, of your IRA or non deductible IRA still has that basis, but now any of the growth on it becomes taxable when you pull it out. So unless you're going to pull uh, convert. The full amount of a traditional IRA, don't do a backdoor Roth with a already having an existing traditional IRA.
0: Yeah, it becomes messy, especially from a taxation standpoint. You can, but Did, you ter- definitely want to make sure you're working with your CPA and working with an advisor that knows is this the best decision for you? But we wanted to make sure one thing was clear. Because a lot of people have traditional IRAs because what they do, what what happens is you leave your old employer, you roll it over into a traditional IRA. And then you hear an episode like, oh, backdoor Roth, let's do that. But you didn't know about that caveat that we just mentioned there. So that's why we want to make sure this back backdoor Roth that we're talking about. This is for the most part, if you don't have any traditional IRA money from a tax right. consequence, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but it's a key ingredient to understand how the
1: how the conversion actually operates. It can become a mess and an accounting nightmare to try and track what your basis was in the original non-deductible if you don't convert the entire amount and you can't specify the non-deductible as the amount converted. It's a percentage of the total IRA.
0: So that's what a backdoor Roth is. Now, do we get to keep using a backdoor Roth next year and the years to come? We'll see what happens. That's, that's what's up for negotiation right now. Um, so definitely something to keep an eye on, uh, especially here in the next month, because if you're going to be doing this, uh, you're going to want to be doing this rather quickly here. For sure. just for 2021 tax planning. So that's what a backdoor Roth is. We hope this episode was valuable.
1: Mr. Collins, what's our question today? Our question today is, what is your plan for future taxation? Well, we have, we've talked a little bit about having diversification across- different types of taxation. Uh, We've talked a little bit about the potential to convert from traditional or non-deductible traditional over to Roth. Uh, That's just some of the conversation, but what's your plan for future taxes? So head over to
0: beerandmoney.net and there's a spot for you to answer that question or engage with us with any other questions that you may have. As always, we hope this episode was valuable for you and Mr. Counts.
1: Cheers.
2: or quantified financial partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California. 91711 Telephone 909-399-1100 Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities Member FINRA SIPC Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America Guardian New York New York Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number One Five Three One Nine Four One Two, CA Insurance License Number Zero K Two Four Nine Two Four, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number Seven Two Six Four Six Nine Nine, CA Insurance License Number Zero H Two Four Eight Zero Six, Pinpoint Number Twenty Twenty One One Three Zero Three Seven One, Expiration November Twenty Twenty Three.